another episode of Protein Ramblings. It's just myself and Naomi here today. Hiya. And we're back with another face-off episode. Uh, following on from our last face-off episode, which was Cobra Commander versus Skeletor, we decided the, the natural progression is to do their bosses, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be... Uh, I suppose Repentor wasn't always Cobra Commander's boss, but... Uh, no, but he was... For a while, he was he, his boss. He definitely usurped him. Yeah. Um, but yes, we're doing Hordak and Serpentor. Uh, so uh, Hordak is the main antagonist from She-Ra. She-Ra. And also kind of Skeletor's boss, I guess. Like, Yeah. We'll uh, come on to it. Terminology in fantasy is vague at best. Yeah. I mean, didn't Skeletor... Didn't he like abandon Skeletor or? Yeah, there's there's conflicting opinions on this, which I guess we can talk about a little bit. But yeah, for all intents and purposes, uh, Hordak abandoned Skeletor on Eternia. I mean, probably a smart choice. But uh, so we're going to be using our usual 10 point Moss scoring system as a la UFC. Um, and we have our uh, rounds or categories to go through as we usually do. Uh, we have, how many rounds have we got this time around? Uh, seven, I think. Yes, yeah, so we've got seven rounds, uh, those being evil origin story, powers and abilities, career highlights, career lowlights. Were they a good boss? Or uh, quality of their henchmen, um, which will probably lead us to talking a bit more about Cobra Commander and Skeletor, as mm-hmm. they are technically their henchmen as well, as having others. Um, and their animal avatars, which I'm not... I, yeah, I, this was... Like, just a fun thing I thought of the end. Maybe it's not fun. Maybe I just think it's fun. But there's a lot of animal symbolism in both these characters. And I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about. Well, there's a lot of animal symbolism generally in Cobra. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, I mean, the they've, they've, they picked their theme and they stuck with it. They're hard, yeah. So, uh, without further ado, uh, we shall... <laughs> <laughs> adieu. Adieu. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just further ado. It's not further ado. I know, I'm just being pretentious. <laughs> oh, I see. I'm yeah. sorry, I ruined it for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, without further ado, we shall... Without further ado. Okay, welcome to the, the, the podcast that is just us laughing. Um, so yeah, without without any more hesitation. <laughs> oh, no, it's even worse. <laughs> we'll give a start. First round. Um, so... We're going to start off with evil origin stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we'll start off with Hordak because I think there's a lot more to unpack with Serpentor. Definitely. Hordak is a little bit light on origin stories. So as with Skeletor and Cobra Commander, I just looked at the 1980s TV series for these. I haven't looked at comics or outside sources. Um, and um, obviously he doesn't... Uh, or, yeah, in the case of She-Ra, I haven't looked at the modern, modern She-Ra. She-Ra. Yeah. I, I will say, like, just coming out of this, I do love Hordak in modern yeah, She-Ra. He's, I, think, I mean, we could even do a Hordak v. Hordak episode at some point, right? <laughs> that would actually be quite good. <laughs> um, but it's worth noting that the character of Hordak was originally introduced as a villain for the He-Man toy line. He was supposed to be like a new, you know, let's freshen this up, bring in some new big bad. The typical thing that they do with toy yeah. lines. Yeah. But in terms of um, his Shira origin story, he is part of the Horde Empire, which is ruled by Horde Prime. Again, they found a theme, they stuck with it. So just, so the Horde Prime, mm-hmm. so he is a subsidiary, a subsidiary. A, 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 a franchise. <laughs> He's a subordinate of Horde Prime, like in the reboot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Horde Prime is the ruler of the Horde Empire. He um, and isn't he a clone of Horde Prime? In the Shira, the modern Shira, princesses of power. Yeah. Yes. In the nineteen um, eighties Funimation, it's unclear, but it's hinted that he may be Horde Prime's brother. Okay. Um, but you never really see Horde Prime in the in the nineteen eighties no, cartoon. No, he appears as like a giant robot hand in one or two episodes, and okay. that's it. Um, he's not really a big player. So Hordak is his representative in Etheria, which yeah. he rules from the Fright Zone. He has designs on ruling Eternia too. Uh, he's also conquered various other kingdoms. Um, and that's kind of all we know about where he comes from. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I guess in a lot, of, a lot of things, you know, the, the less you know, the more you fill in the blanks of your own mind and yeah, the cooler I it think is. If, if you want to look at, at something else we've looked at, uh, the alien franchise. The more you explain the bad guys, the less scary they are sometimes. Yes. So, yes. so I, and I think, like, I mean, obviously I'm a lot more familiar with the Hordak from Princesses of Power than I am from Hordak 
uh, the original. The she I, you know, when I was a kid, She-Ra, uh, girls, uh, <laughs> the dirty girl stuff with the goodies. glitter and rainbows. Yeah, uh, and yeah. unicorns. And, and now you're like, girl stuff with glitter and rainbows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, hell, if, I tell you what, though, if, if, if the original She-Ra had been on par with the modern She-Ra, I'd have been all over I mean, I, it's a lot of fun as a cartoon goes. Like, it's been a long time since I watched a lot of it extensively. But it's, I mean, for one thing, Etheria is a much nicer setting than Eternia. You know, Eternia is a bit kind of grim and wastelandish. Etheria's yeah, well, got it's magical a, forests yeah, and flying horses. And... Eternia literally has Skeletor's base and Castle Grayskull, and that's it. And that's it, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Etheria is Everything a much else is cooler... Rocks location for yeah. like a, a fantasy swords and sorcery type stuff um funnily i was talking to my mom uh yesterday and she mentioned about talking about this and she was just gushing over the he-man movie she's like, <laughs> oh, i Dolph love the, i love the live action he-man movie <laughs> well they, ne they never did a live action she no i mean it didn't run as long and i think obviously because it was marketed towards girls i think it was seen as like a bit lesser. of a lesser property yeah. um and i don't know if it did as well i think obviously it's had a resurgence now yeah and a good resurgence whereas there have been different attempts of at bringing back he-man that have not done as well no. princesses of power has been you know a proper hit i think yeah i was because yeah. everyone shipped catcher and um Adora. Adora yeah. from the get-go <laughs> yeah. and and rightly so yeah um so that's hordak's origin it's a bit thin. It's a bit thin, but I guess I guess if you want to give it a plus point, it lends an air of mystery to the character. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, I think that for a bad guy, that's that's definitely a, a good thing. Um, like in terms of like his aesthetic in the original as well, how close is it to his aesthetic? Because it's fairly similar. It's pretty to how, similar. Yeah. The kind of the bat like Basically ears a and face. Yeah, sort of bat vampire. He kind of looks. You know what he kind of looks like? Morbius. Oh, from Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, some, some, it's that kind of pug face. Yeah, yeah. the pug face and the blue -ish. He's a bit yeah. more built in the original yeah. She-Ra cartoon, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely think. There's, hmm. there's definitely a bit of a, um, a sniveling scientist vibe to him in the modern one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's Hordex. Uh, okay, there's some, there's a lot to unpack now with <laughs> Serpentor. So... <laughs> I, I would consider Serpentor's origin story as unnecessarily convoluted. Yeah, so... So, where to start? So um, we did touch on... It, briefly we did, in but, I think, but there's a lot more I think we into. undersold it. <laughs> yeah. So Serpentor is a genetically engineered super soldier. He was designed to be the ultimate Cobra leader. Dr. Mindbender and because, Destro Because Cobra, Cobra Commander just wanted to build fucking space lasers. Let's not from to put <laughs> space on the moon. I'm still not over that by the I know, way. I know. It's it's fine. You don't have to get over it. <laughs> you, just, you, just, you don't have to like it, but you have to learn to I, I want I want um, I want better strategy from my supervillains. Like I well, <laughs> I need them to look at their P and L, right? Serpentor has all the goods. Um so yeah, he was designed to be like the ultimate Cobra leader. Dr. Mindbender and Destro collaborated to um acquire and combine the DNA of notable historical figures. I haven't got all of them here, I've just got <laughs> most of them. <laughs> Julius Caesar, Napoleon Bonaparte. Okay. Let's let's just examine these one by one as we go. Okay, through. so Julius Caesar, a good leader, a good tactical leader, yes, very I successful mean, up until he was murdered. Yeah, like, um, and that and that's that's kind of this the path of the course for all Roman leaders, yeah, really. Yeah. You know, you're good until you're killed. I mean, he uh, he turned the Roman Republic into an empire. Yeah, I mean, you can't like. I mean, he was definitely somewhat unhinged. Uh, yeah, I think we've we've talked before about how historically being a great man is not the same as being a good man. Yes, completely. And I think Julius Caesar definitely qualifies as a historically great figure. You know, he was a fantastic military leader um, and he really did take Roman Empire. So you can understand, yes, okay, we want to make Cobra bigger, better, who's yeah. Julius Caesar is Julius a great... Caesar's it's got a good track record of So that. we're off to a, a fairly solid start. It's, it's, an, it's a sensible starting point. That's assuming that all this kind of like, you know, all his knowledge is in his DNA. Yeah, I mean, we can, if you want, talk about that afterwards. Yeah. Um, like, is this how science works? I don't know. Uh, well, so, I mean, it's any 80s child, child's yeah, cartoon yeah, show. That's, so fair, right. that's fair. Um, then we had Napoleon Bonaparte. Again, great military leader. Um, apart from when he just insisted on going into Russia. And yeah, but I think that's just something you have to do as a, as a European dictator. At some point, you have to insist on going to Russia. Yeah, but he did it so badly. I mean, I know I know Hitler did it badly in the in the West in front of the Second World War, but like, he, like you know, Napoleon was the progenitor of fucking up invading Russia. 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I think it's a, if you're combining great military leaders from yeah. history, Bonaparte makes sense. I, I, like, I, I notice I don't see like a, a, a pattern in here or any great no, American generals. No, no, it's which is interesting. Well, I mean, it's all villains, really, uh, d- yeah, depending on your point Despots. of view. Yeah. Um, so then we have Attila the Hun, again, very good at what he did. Um, yes, yes, definitely. Um, I don't actually know as much about Attila as I do some of the other, like, no. of that ilk, like Genghis Khan and so no, on. No, I don't. I mean, I know he was a very dominant military figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I've not, it's not a period, it's not one particular, even though it is something that's really fascinating, it's not something I've ever zeroed in on in no, like, my same, history. No, same, really. Maybe but I think should, it's, that's, I that's mean, a takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> Go read about Attila the Hun. Yeah, and then you can tell us if, if he was a good choice. Um, Alexander the Great. Well, I mean, well, he, I mean, was, that's, he like, was great. Um, I guess that's why he got the name. <laughs> um, what, Again, where did they died. get the DNA from? I don't know. His his tomb? I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't he be I imagine, uh, I imagine a lot of these DNA samples would, would have been very degraded. Alexandra? I don't actually know where Alexander the Great is. Alexander the Great. I just assume Alexandria. Maybe you know, in Macedonia. Yeah, well, it's, like, it, it's that kind of ilk of mm-hmm. things. We should have we should have done more research. <laughs> well, sorry, I didn't. I wasn't. I, I, <laughs> you I'm sure wasn't I, prepared for. Um, well, I'm sure you weren't prepared for me deep. just going like. Who actually, are these people? Where are they from? <laughs> the scientific history. <laughs> um, then we have Ivan the Terrible. This is where I feel like they're starting to go off. On to go, I mean, Ivan the Terrible. I mean, you know, again, he probably got the name because he was terrible. Um, well, I mean, he got the t- name because he killed a shit ton of people. He killed, like, all the people. Like, all, all the people. people. And he was very unhinged. Yeah, this like, is what I mean. Like, even by the standards of historical dictators. Like, he yeah, he was unhinged. generally, like... Um, He's the reason you shouldn't go to Russia. <laughs> no, you should... I mean, well, maybe not now, but... Mm, I have mixed feelings about going to Russia. I'd love to go to yeah. Russia, but I'm scared of going to Russia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Ivan Terrible, Vlad the Impaler... Now, I can get behind this one because, like, if, okay, yeah, Vlad did, you know, historically he impaled. He did things, a few bad things. But he was trying peasants. to defend his country. Like, he's, he was actually, like, of all the, like, dictator type things, he's probably got the biggest moral high ground. He's one of these guys that, in, in his own country, is regarded as a bit of a folk hero because, yeah, he was defending his land and his people well, against Akia. encroachers, against yeah. the, the Ottoman Empire, I believe. Yeah. Um, the problem is he did it in a very like over the top aggressive way by I mean, but like by nailing standard... people's feet to the floor and. But by you know like when you you've got to look at it from the case of like he was a small little um you know small little country mm. or kingdom trying to defend against an empire. Yeah. The best way to do that is with harsh fear. I guess it's that thing of like you know your first day in prison you find the biggest guy you can and you knock him out. Yeah <laughs> like, I, I understand the mindset and why you would feel like you need that approach. And, I, uh, I mean again he was he, he was very good at impaling people like if, if we're looking at these I mean, people in terms the key, of were again, they successful. The in the name. <laughs> yeah he, if, if that's, that's the trait that people picked up on. <laughs> like what do we know about Vlad? Well, I mean he impales. Like really he well. He really like, does a lot of impaling. Very efficient. Really into it. Like in terms of like a, amount of hours in the day and the amount of impaling he does. He's the amount super... of impaling you must have to do for that to be the one <laughs> trait that people remember you for. Or do you? Do, do it's you... more specific than just the terrible or the great. Or do you just do it like really publicly? Like, well, you I know... think he did both. I think he did well, a lot yeah. of it publicly. I think he did all. Well, you must have to, even if you do it publicly, you have to be like a lot. A, a lot. lot. For that to be the thing that people remember. Yeah. You know, like, like I say, terrible is quite vague. You could do a lot of things and be deemed terrible. And I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've worked with people that are terrible at their jobs and yeah. I would nickname them, you know, Stuart the Terrible. Yeah, or, yeah. So, um, Vlad the Impaler. And also, of course, he's, he's spawned a lot of uh, well, vampire, myths and folklore Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's an influential historical Definitely, figure. definitely. Um, next we have Hannibal. Okay, this one, yes, Hannibal was a great military mind. If if you think taking elephants over a yeah, mountain pass is Yeah, I think you and I probably really... differ on this because I feel like taking elephants through a mountain pass is not like, a I, great I mean, military mind. The thing is, like, you can't deny that he really threatened the Roman Empire. Right? Oh, yeah, completely. And he was a great military leader and, you know, beat the Roman Empire back to their door. It was at like the 10th, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, I can see, you know, the, the shock tactic. Like if you saw a bunch of elephants coming at you. Yeah, you're not going to, especially yeah. in that era where like elephants are not commonly <laughs> no. known. Because well, yeah, in, in our modern day, you know, you go down the shops, 10 elephants. Just yeah, just fucking elephants. Lousy <laughs> fucking with elephants. elephants in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing I hate about living here. <laughs> Amsterdam is lousy with elephants. 
Oh, that's a great term to say something lousy with lousy somebody. with elephants. So like Vlad's court was lousy with impaled people. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean um yeah, Hannibal definitely a good a good choice. A good choice. A, good choice. I th- I a think. sensible choice. Uh Genghis Khan. Again, very, very good choice. Yeah. You can't deny incredibly, incredibly dominant uh, mm. military power. The only time that the Mongol people have been a world power was yeah. under like yeah. the, the rule of Khan. Mm. Khan! <laughs> now this <laughs> next one... You can't say Khan and not do the Star Trek thing. <laughs> this next one I, I disagree with for various reasons. Uh, yeah, we have, I mean... Um, Gregory Rasputin of, Grigori, of the uh, Russian monk fame. Grigori. I don't... Is like it Grigori, not Gr- Gregory? Well, uh, yeah, I've, I've anglicized it. Yes, Grigori. <laughs> Grigori. Grigori, Grigori Rasputin. Like, I don't know about this. His best legacy is the song Rasputin. Uh, but again, this is similar to the Vlad the no, Impaler right, thing. Rasputin. Like, imagine being so good at boning that your legacy is a song about how good you are at boning. Uh, specifically, the wife of... Which he never did. I'm, I'm going to go... We, like, we don't yeah. need to get into this, but he never boned the, the Tsarist. Yeah. Um, I can I kind of see it because he was a very influential figure. He had a lot of power over the mean, Russian imperial family at if, that time. If you want to look at it from a it's very hard to kill. If you want to look at it from a psychological manipulation perspective, mm. I guess you could like if you want someone who's got who can, you know, let's say you you're going for Cobra to decide to take a more underhanded tactic and like, yeah, okay, we're gonna try and get the, the ears of political leaders and world leaders. Yeah, if you want a well rounded yeah. leader, maybe it makes sense to put Rasputin in there. Yeah. I mean, like you're just gonna have to accept the fact that he's gonna go wandering naked in the naked in the woods at night. And he's he's gonna bone a lot of people. Yeah. Um, uh, under the guise of science. <laughs> or mysticism. Well, it's his form of science back then, I guess. <laughs> uh and then we have Eric the Red. I don't know much about Eric the Red. He was a Viking. I know that, but um, that, that's about all I know. Presumably he had... Lots of rape and rape pillaging. Beard? I don't know. Guess, um, Viking, I'm guessing, raping and pillaging. Yeah, less. I mean, Vikings were very good at fighting. Yeah, and they, they, you know, they were good seafarers, I guess. And people like Vikings. I mean, if you wanted to like good leader, though, wouldn't you have to like go for something like Churchill? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, Churchill's problematic in his own ways yeah. as well. But... And he, he's, he's, he's not as impressive looking as some of these, which yeah, I think I, is I, probably I, a factor. <laughs> Um, those are the ones I've named that are more. There's like Montezuma, um, various other figures, but those are the ones that... Those are the key. The, the key ones. So basically the idea was they took DNA from all these people and they combined it to genetically engineer Serpentor and he was going to be their ultimate leader. So where it went wrong, actually it went wrong twice. The first time they tried to do this, Cobra Commander sabotaged the experiment um, and you just ended <laughs> with up with like... Laser. Yeah, maybe a mutated monster rampaging around Cobra Island, which obviously was not ideal. The second time they did it, they were meant to include the DNA of Sun Tzu. Um, so, so just going back to the first time, so Cobra Commander's been aware that they're trying to usurp yes. him by... Gen- yes. like, like, even a genetically created being is better than this fuck yes, up. Yes, he knew. He knew he was um, he was, he was was going to be replaced, and he still chose to make uh, to, to steal a moon laser, or whatever the fuck it was he did with it. Um, he put his face on the moon with a laser, or tried to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were supposed to include Sun Tzu's DNA to kind of lend a bit of balance and and calmness to this mix of like historical madmen. Um, but Sergeant Slaughter managed to swap in his own DNA somehow because cartoons. Um, this made Sorpento kind of uh, impulsive and irrational. <laughs> it made him an 80s pro wrestler. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Just everything is shouting promos. And, and that's how we got the Sorpento that we Did it make him just instinctively, instinctively hate Hulk Hogan? I think we should all instinctively hate Hulk Hogan. Well, I'm not yeah. going to hold that against anyone. No. Um, so yes, that's Serpentor's origin story. I think you will agree that there's a lot there. So when... So this is the... So obviously they they, they were, air quotes, successful mm-hmm. the second time around, even with Sergeant Slaughter's DNA. I mean, does that mean like, you know, whenever he's giving addresses, he's just... He's, Gonna be like a military Jill sergeant, but he's gonna be Jill sergeant. Jill, Jill sergeant. Uh, Jill. I don't know what that is. Uh, Jill sergeant. Drill. Um, no, is he gonna be like cutting wrestling style promos? <laughs> I mean, a lot of eighties cartoon villains basically are cutting wrestling styles promos. I think wrestling styles. Wrestling styles. Oh, you can't talk today. No, <laughs> this is I'm, my penance for mocking you earlier. <laughs> I'm the eloquent one today. <laughs> God, what the hell? Um, <laughs> So I, I'm just I'm like I mean I've got a fascination now with Cobra Commander. Hmm. I'm just like what like like he's just like sat there on the island going okay they're doing this and I'm just gonna let it happen. I mean obviously he's tried to sabotage hmm. it the first time, but like you know they're gonna replace you. Yeah. Why would you not leave? 
because he loves Cobra. What else is he going to do? What else is Cobra Commander going to do? Like, he's not going to go work in Tesco's. Go on blind date. <laughs> like a like a proper 70s cereal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, I mean, in terms of, like, in terms of origin stories, it's, it's, it's a hard one to gauge who, I mean, I prefer Cobra uh, Suprentals because mm-hmm. it's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love the idea of, like, the the premise that Sergeant Slaughter was part of G.I. Joe to begin with yeah, is fucking amazing. hilarious. Yeah. And just, I have loved this idea of, because in, in my mind, Sergeant Slaughter's running in and just jacking off in a tea, a tea <laughs> uh, uh, like, a, um, what's the thing called? A Petri dish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is I, it is unclear to me how his yeah, that's he a, ended up let, 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 Let's be honest, that's how a 80s wrestler would do it. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably. Um, either that or just gig. Yeah. <laughs> just get a gimmick and gig. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, in terms of the ones I prefer, I definitely like Serpentor's mm. more. It's got, it's definitely imaginative and there's, there's lofty ambitions there at yeah. least. Yeah. Um, and Hordax, as we said, is, it, you know, it's vague, it's, it's ominous, I guess, in some senses. It is. I think it really it comes down to, do you prefer a more mysterious backstory to a very explicit backstory? Uh, and where do you fall on that camp? Having read both these backstories hundreds if not thousands of times in the past week or so. Um, Serpentor's is better, but Hordax is more intriguing. Okay, Does that so make sense? Do we, do we have the first draw in our I round? I think we do. So what is this? Like a, 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 I don't know how draws is got. I think it's a 10-10. Let's just say it's 10-10. Yeah. This is our show. We make the rules. Yeah. So... Okay, so we've got our first draw. We can't decide who's better. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are there are there are merits to both. There are pros and cons, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, so next, we come on to uh, round two, which is powers and abilities. So for Hordak, uh, unlike Skeletor, he leans more into science and tech than magic, which I think is interesting. Um, that's very very true in the mm. reboot as yeah, well. Yeah, they really kind of lay into that. It's it's part of his whole relationship with Entraptor, isn't it? They're both geeks, basically. Yeah. Um, but 1980s Hordak was able to transform uh, any and all parts of his body, uh, usually his arms, into a variety of mechanical weapons, Again, including... And, my head's gone to porn. <laughs> including, but not limited to, cannons, Dildos. rockets, <laughs> tanks, saw blades. Wait, sorry, sorry, go back one. Tanks. tanks yes, tanks. Whole tanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how big, but definitely tanks, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't just... If, like, if you turn your arm into a cannon, why wouldn't you just stick with that? Why would Yeah, why do you need... An ad, like? It's got um, flamethrowers and uh, vacuum cleaner on one occasion. I mean, got to keep tight. Yeah. There's a very Crichton-esque groinal attachment to this. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's good and important for kids to see men doing housework. <laughs> and that's how you could tell it was a girl's cartoon. <laughs> I can't like, remember what he used the vacuum cleaner for, though, to be fair. It might not have been for housework. <laughs> In my mind, I hope it you was... You think you're d- porn again? No, in my mind, I was going to say, I'm hoping it's like just taking some dust off Skeletor's head. <laughs> just getting <laughs> into the crevices of his skull. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be really handy though, because I mean, I'm guessing like you get messy a lot when being an evil villain. You can just yeah, clean yourself so. up. Um, it's like, you know what those those little vacuums for suits? Yeah, maybe yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah just keeping vacuum. his armor tidy. Yeah. Um, for Serpentor... This is a little bit... I don't really know what his... I guess he has all the abilities of his DNA donors. I think that was the idea that he would have, you know, the leadership skills of Caesar. Some great military power. The impaling skills of (laughs) Vlad. And the intense sexual magnetism of Rasputin. And the uh, ability to... uh, uh, Survive being shot several times like Rasputin. Yes. Um, (laughs) Which would probably be very... I'm trying to to think of like Sergeant Slaughter's actual like real life wrestling career and like key moments and the only thing I can think of is that one time where he um, he what turned the Iraq war Oh, it became a, became a, a sympathizer. Sim- Iraqi yeah, sympathizer, yeah. 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 Mm. I, d- I don't know if that would be beneficial for the leader of Cobra. I don't know, like... Taliban. I'm not saying it's a downside, but it's you probably know, not if, you, if you're Iraqi sympathizer, you could, like, Saddam was still around at that point. That's true. They could have, so they could have been friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is shown to be physically strong. This is part of actually Sergeant Slaughter's DNA because the first thing that happens when they meet is they just have a big old fight. 
um, and it's shown that he has that he can he's equal to, to slaughter and strength. So he can suplex people. Yeah, and um, camel clutch them. Cal- yeah. That was yeah, camel clutch. Um, he can also assume the facial features of his DNA donors, which I don't think is useful, but it's I mean, definitely something he can do. Why? I don't know. How? I don't, that's how DNA works. Okay, I've misunderstood. I've misunderstood all the basics of DNA for a very long time. Um, I guess it's good for fancy dress parties, which I can imagine Cobra probably does. Like, I bet they have Halloween parties. Cobra Commander would be the worst at a fancy dress party. I just come as Cobra Commander again. <laughs> what have you come as? A plate. <laughs> what have you come as? I'm a shield. <laughs> so, I think... What have you come as? I, I've changed my hood for a white one. I'm a ghost. Mm, or a KKK member. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wasn't going to go there, but... I'm sorry. Yeah, one of us was going to, though. Yeah, I think fine. I was kind of surprised you didn't. Um, I'm trying to take moral high grounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll have to not you. take moral high ground. So yeah, powers and abilities. I, I think in terms of things that are quantifiable and useful, this goes to Hordak. I'm saying I'm glad I've got a beer for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think definitely Hordak, that's a clear win. Um, I mean... As we as we've seen through the life of Cobra, it's not like the the uh, supposed skills that he inherited from his DNA um, donors actually served Serpenta well in the end. No, not at all. No. And he was eventually reusurped by Cobra. Yeah, Commander, yeah. So I mean, it's... if anything, they should have probably gone for fewer donors and been more selective in who they picked. Yeah, and you know, like one thing that all that he does have in common with all his DNA donors is they fell to another military They all power. fucked up in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they should have looked at what military leaders didn't fuck up in the end. I guess Alexander the Great didn't. He did pretty well right up until he died. Basically. Yeah, and then, yeah. then it was after he died that his empire fell yeah, apart. Yeah, so, so. Oh, that's probably fine. Maybe they Why didn't they go for like Xerxes or someone? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he was a better military leader. Maybe than, maybe you know. in the 80s, nobody knew that. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely on the powers and ability side, just, you know, Tank arms wins. Yeah, tank arms is always going to win. <laughs> if you can turn your arms, I don't think you have to think about the physics of this. Like, if you turn both your arms into tanks, are you suddenly just going to topple over? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. Like, what kind of tanks? Are we talking like M1 Shermans? I have no idea what either of those things are. Okay. Um, big, little, small. I don't. Medium. I mean, I'm in my head. I've got a picture of him with just like little tanks on the end of his arms. I could be wrong. So I don't think he turned into like full size tanks and still had a normal size body. <laughs> just two full size tanks and like Hordak being dragged along by the back. Like, oh, this was a bad idea. I, don't, I mean, I think it's probably not the most practical application of his power. I think <coughs> things like flame flowers and flame flame flowers, flowers. flame throwers, and saw blades. You can't talk at all. <laughs> See, it's hard doing a podcast. It's probably just well, we didn't do it last night when I was knackered. Um, so yes, uh, I think that just on like, I mean, you two, you've got tank arms. That's a, that's a ten eight round mm-hmm. for uh, for a hordak there. Yeah. So now we come on to uh, career highlights. Mm-hmm. So these are the best things that they accomplished in their ten years as as uh, their respective leaders. Yeah, so I think Hordak has a pretty storied career, actually. Um, so he has conquered places for a start. Well, I mean, um, he conquered Etheria, he conquered Bright Moon. Uh, it's indicated that he has conquered other places as well. Yeah, I mean, if you like, the Horde in general is supposed to have conquered lots of worlds, and exactly, I assume yeah, he's yeah. part of that exactly, before he was yeah. left on uh, uh, Etheria. Mm-hmm. Uh, he successfully kidnapped a baby, which by the standards of 80s cartoon villains is very impressive. Yeah, I mean, he actually succeeded on. He had a plan, he saw it through. And he succeeded at it. Yeah, but that which, doesn't happen very often. No, definitely not. Um, so that was obviously Adora. He stole um, Princess Adora as a baby and took her back to Etheria from Eternia. Um, I don't, do you know what? It just occurred to me that he man, uh, Adam's parents never told him he had a sister. No, they were just like, oh, she's gone, never mind. Out of sight, out of mind. You know, it was just like, oh, shrug. It's the girl anyway. He <laughs> literally was just, shrug. <laughs> we'll just move on with our lives. It was um, actually, it was like that episode of Star Trek last night and Deanna and her mom was just oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, by the way, you had a sister that died dramatically when yeah. you were young, but never mind. It wrecked my life, but I've only just decided to talk about it. And they were like, oh, okay, I guess. Um, we should we should talk about interpersonal conflict on Star Trek one time. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, he has, he at one point stole Adora's voice, which prevented her from turning into She-Ra, because obviously she couldn't do a little magic spell. Yep. Um, this one, I don't remember. But magic's intent, not the this- Yes, I mean, that's very true, but that's probably another episode. I've read Blood Witch recently. (laughs) Intent is everything. Um, This one I don't specifically remember, but I had to include it just because of Doom Balloon. 
Um, he managed to crack the magic stone in Shira's sword using his doom balloon. Explain. That, uh, that's all I know. Explain. There was a doom balloon. What? What is it? It's a balloon full of doom. This is the worst balloon you could get your kid at a birthday party. It's like, hey, hey, kids, I've got your balloons. Oh, cool. Have they got helium in them? No, no they're full of doom. doom. <laughs> I mean, if it was the 80s kids, maybe it was like doom the game. Maybe. Or maybe it was just full of existential dread of aging. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Timmy. Here's your balloon of existential dread. <laughs> You're one step close to the grave, Timmy. Enjoy your cake. This is... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want. I'm sorry, I'm just dying with laughter. I want to um, get a uh, birthday cake for a child at some point and just be like icing on it. You're one step closer to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we know people with kids now, right? Yeah, I'm sure. All our I'm sure that parents friends would appreciate that. Um, um, so, so, yeah, I, 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 that's all I can tell you about the Doom Balloon. So, I mean, if, you, if we worked. go for if we go for pre Shira like stuff like that they did with the Horde Empire, there's obviously some weight to his accomplishments. Yeah, absolutely. Or like I say, he you know he has actually conquered and held places, which again yeah. a lot of cartoon villains I mean, never achieve. Like he took over a good period period portion of Etheria, like in in the Fright Zone. Yeah, so absolutely. He's definitely accomplished things. So I think you know this is that's a solid like flag in the ground for Horde. Definitely. Um, moving on to Serpentor, fewer career highlights, but a shorter career. I think it should be noted. And I'd argue one of these is not exactly a fucking highlight. Well, I think it depends on what you consider. We'll uh, come to it. We'll carry it. Um, so he did briefly take over Washington, D.C. He did blast a nightclub into That's space. Pretty, that, the first one was pretty... Like, <laughs> started well. <laughs> Okay, we're getting into Moonlazer territory well, now. Well, the reason I include it as a highlight is because, again, he, he conceived it. a plan and he carried it through successfully. What was the purpose? <laughs> See, well, this, is, this is my... Like, what was the underlying purpose of the goal? Was, it was... the a... goal, goal of the plan. <laughs> now who can't talk? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was um, something to do with blackmailing a scientist. Um, okay, and the scientist was at a nightclub? In the nightclub, but also so were some G.I. Joe guys. So once they were blasting I, I, space, it was... Okay, no, that's fair enough, because if you blast... I can get blasting G.I. Joe into space, and yeah. like if they're in a nightclub, then fine, fuck it, you're evil. Yeah. Right, fair enough, that's fine. So I'm, I, I'm I do think it counts as a highlight. I think, you know, highlight is is maybe we can discuss um, what a highlight really is. But, I, it, but in terms of having a, a goal that you achieved as a villain, he definitely did that. And this next one, please. He organized a telethon to raise money to buy a virus that could cripple international police databases. Okay, so let's let let's unpack this one because this is my this is my moon laser moment now. <laughs> like, okay, first off, how nineties is a fucking telethon? I know. Right? Do they even <laughs> do telethons 80s. anymore? No, because who has phones? <laughs> well, I mean smartphones, but you know, no, like it'd be a textathon, yeah, um, or a WhatsAppathon. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, isn't it just Facebook? I donate to my charity yeah, for my I birthday so. now, yeah, right? That's basically. the equivalent. Uh, but so, okay, what television network was this telethon running on? I mean, that is not specified. Is it CBS? Is it ABC? Is it, uh, it was probably Fox. Probably. I imagine this would do well I don't know if it would do well on Fox because it's anti-police, isn't it? Yeah, but if all they'd have to say is this is to, to, to kill Democrats. <laughs> um, but no, it was very specifically to buy a computer virus that would cripple international police databases. Um, so, you know, the, the Cobra High Command told Serpentor that they could get hold of this virus, um, but they had to raise money for it, I guess, because they'd spent all their other money on the space laser. Um, I love the idea that Cobra are so broke, they need to <laughs> rate, they need charity funds. I know, I know. This is, it, this should, this, this is a clear sign that your evil operation or organization is not a sweet beer. What they need um, is, is not a good going well. Yes, like... You're like, why did they the impaler? Yeah, why did they put an accountant in there? Like, yeah. you know, Morris one of, accountant. One of history's famous accountants. What was, what was his name from Wayland Utani? Bob. 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 Bob, project Bob management. Yeah. That's what they need. Then you're good Cobra manager. commander need a project manager. <laughs> Someone who's going to be like, yeah, you could do this, but it's a really stupid idea. Yeah. And it's going to cost a lot of money that you don't have because you keep buying space lasers. Um. So who was don like was this air, was this telephone airing on normal TV like um, presumably I'm guessing maybe public access yeah I guess yeah <laughs> um and who was donating this like who's like people who hate the police I mean that probably do really well now <laughs> yeah I think so I think you could really get something going with this now <laughs> yeah um I mean it's just the con like who's hosting the telephone Baroness 
You'll put your sexy lady up front, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. It makes sense. I was just like, oh, yeah, of course, the sex appeal. And like, w- w- was Cobra Commander making guest appearances on it? Or? I don't remember, to be honest. I mean, th- this is not necessarily a holy Serpentor plan. The reason I've included it is because they went to him and said, hey, we can do this. And he gave the okay for it. I mean, if you're the leader and you give the okay, it becomes your plan. It's, yeah, it's on you when it fails. And, you know, military, that's the way military organizations work. Top, failure is from the top down, yeah, right? Precisely. Um, but, you know, I think it, it's it's an example of his leadership skills that he organized the television. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, who did they get to man the phones? Is I think it, it just, just all other the members Cobra? of Cobra? <laughs> just like Destro and I, like I, like Destro and um, Storm Shadow. I was yeah, I was about to be like Shadow Facts. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you know his name? <laughs> just, it, I don't know. Storm Shadow like doesn't seem right, given that he wears white. Yeah, I suppose. It just doesn't... Maybe if he was in grey. Yeah, grey or black. Mm. But the, this is the one thing that I always found weird, is that the black ninja is the good guy and the white ninja is the bad guy. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you've, you've given in to uh, cliche ideas about colour representing morality. That's what you've done. Well, I'm just going by white hat, black hat. Mm. But again, that's... Yeah, I guess. I guess. This is yeah. problems. Yeah, we're not equipped to, to unpack that. No. Um. So I think... I think this one is Hordax again. I think it is. His resume is quite impressive. I think it's 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 a, it's a trouncing. I think yeah. it's a 10-9 for Wardak. Because um, I'm sorry, no one who organizes a telephone can be classified as a great <laughs> military leader. Leader? Oh, God, so, yeah, I should I should link to PSA. For some reason, I keep dipping into Scouse this accent. Is, like, I don't know if this is a lockdown stress thing that's happened know. to you because you didn't do it before lockdown. I know, I don't know. <laughs> but now know. you have a Scouse accent. <laughs> Sometimes. Like, I don't know where... It, like, so just a bit of background, I'm a big Red Dwarf fan and I used to watch Red Dwarf a lot as a kid and I picked up a bit of a Scouse accent from that. And now for some, t- just recently when I've been getting like really agitated or enthused or something, I get Scouse. <laughs> so I'm not Scouse, I'm Mancunian for fuck's sake. Like, uh, but anyway, back to uh, the next category, the polar opposite, career lowlights. I would mm. argue that a Televon is also a lowlight. Well, I, I think there are worse lowlights for Sabento. <laughs> um, so for Hordak, I think, uh, honestly, as 80s, cartoon rules go he does get knocked back a lot but by the end of the cartoon's run he was still in control of Etheria you know he was never dethroned there was never any indication that he, he'd he lost any by of the Etheria you mean the Fright Zone not like no all... no he, I mean he ruled from the Fright Zone but right. he ruled Etheria oh okay you know, so Shira's like, Great rebels. Rebellion were kind of living in the forest and ah, so know, not quite like Princess of Power type. where it's the two yeah exactly yeah so I I don't think he has any real lowlights you know, by by the end of his I mean, run, Skeletor he's still is in charge. Low light in yeah, well, <laughs> although he did I ditch him, he did ditch him. Although, you know, I said at the beginning, there's conflicting sources on that. Some sources I looked at said that Skeletor actually decided to remain in Eternia; that he kind of tricked Hordak into leaving without him. Oh, okay. Um, but as far as I well, know, that could be a low light as well because he got tripped by one of his own. Yeah, or? yeah. But but as far as I know, by all what? the rules of cartoon villainy, what? 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 by all the rules of cartoon villainy. Hordak was very successful. And yes, I don't think it's I, I, fair to say he had any severe lowlights. I mean, yeah, that's that's a fair point. I would agree. Um, I mean, even like if we take into account the newer version, he was pretty consistently on top throughout most yeah, of that series. Yeah, he was series. a very dominant bad guy, which I don't think you saw very often in 80s cartoons. There was always, I mean, you would certainly have um, story arcs where the bad guys were on top and it looked like you know, they were going to yeah. win definitively, but they were very often reduced to being goofs, incompetent. I will say Megatron was never reduced to being Megatron a goof. and Mumra. Just all his underlings were. Mumra was always terrifying. Yeah, Mumra was, all, but again, it was underlings. Megatron v Mumra is a future episode, I think. I also want to do Megatron v Galvatron. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, with the Dutch flag on his chest. <laughs> yeah. Not Dutch, no, the Danish. Sweet, Danish. Yeah, yeah. Um... So yeah, I, th- I think Hordak is kind. Of, he stands apart. There's a very select group of '80s cartoons villains who were always genuinely mm. intimidating, scary, and successful, and he's one of them. Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, that's that's a fairly self strong assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, so Serpentor, career low lights. I've, I've included blasting a nightclub into space here as well because. Well, not the telephone. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the <laughs> I guess you. It's it's. So I'd argue hard to decide I'd what's argue, like, I would, what's a highlight. I would argue that the. the <laughs> From your brief explanation, the blasting a nightclub into space is way more cohesive and better a plan than 
Did they raise enough money from the telephone? I don't think so, no. Well then, yeah, no, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to opt to say the telephone was yeah. the worst idea. But I also think, you know, when he blasted the nightclub into space, there were G.I. Joe operatives inside the nightclub who were able to immediately undo his plan. So, uh. you know, in, in that respect, it was a bit of a dud. Like, you know, it worked to a certain point. I but guess like Julius Caesar, is, it was great up until he was murdered. There's know? an air of pathetic, patheticism? Patheticness? Yeah. What, what, what's the right word here? Come on, wordsmith. I don't think patheticness is a word. So patheticism? There's something pathetic about. Yeah, okay. There's something pathetic about a telephone. Yeah, I would agree. But in the 80s, maybe that wasn't the case. I don't know. Like my... Maybe in the 80s, it was a very sensible way to raise money for your criminal enterprise. Possible. <laughs> um, then what else have we got? Uh, at the end of the uh, G.I. Joe movie, he is last seen flying away in his air chariot with his cape caught in the wheels, which I think is very ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> And then, it's hard to come back from that. It's hard to get respect. Yeah, back. That, that I mean, I, I wouldn't like. Yeah, that's a pretty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a pretty damn. Like, if you're going to have a chariot, you need to ride that shit right. Uh, definitely, you know? definitely. Maybe having an air chariot is never a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's especially if you have a cape. Um, capes are just capes are hazardous, they're not, man. They're not good. They're, they're not hazardous. Good. The last one I have taken this from another continuity. So most of the continuity I've looked at from uh, Pentor is the Sunbow yeah. cartoon. Okay. Yeah. This one actually comes from the Dick cartoon. Oh, okay. Um, but I had to include it because there's a really nice bit of poetry with Cobra Commander here. Um, at one point in that continuity, Serpentor is turned into an iguana by Cobra Commander. Okay. Which I think parallels quite nicely with Cobra Commander being turned into a snake by Serpentor. Yeah. So I had to include that. Um, How does Cobra Commander get back from being a snake? He just does. Okay. <laughs> he just comes back and he's not a snake. <laughs> Doesn't he have like snake like... I seem to remember him having... Like, or I think, I think does... it's during the movie, he definitely, as he's turning into the snake, he develops those snake-like oh, okay. features. So I think I, in some continuities, like in some comic versions, he's always had the snake-like features, and that's why um, he wears a mask. And sounds all hissy. Yeah. Um, that's what, like, I always, in my mind, Serpentor bleeds into Rathamon mm. for me from uh, yeah, I can Conan. See that. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, I think, generally speaking, being part of Cobra could also be considered a low light of your yeah, career. Yeah, definitely. Because Cobra, as we've disco discovered throughout this and the last uh, Face Off episode, kind of a shit show. Kind of a shit show. And which is a shame because they've got a lot of, of talented villains. Yeah, like if Destro was in charge, I think they'd have been a far better Or off. even Zartan, you know? Oh, like, hell, even Baroness. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of competent people like beneath the high command of Cobra. Although I will say it was like Destro Baroness who created Serpentor, so, you yeah. know, they can maybe not. I mean, everyone makes the occasional scientific Snaffy. abomination. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is a Hordak win. Um, I think it's closer, though. Or are we saying, oh, hang on, are we saying it's like who has the most lowlights or who has... Uh, I mean, if we want to say the most lowlights, I, which I think it should, really, because it was the most wins and the most mm. low. So I think, although, yeah, I think I no, I mean, I think this is a Hordak win because I think it should be less low lights. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I think, so. I think this is a, a huge Hordak win. Like this yeah. is a uh, this would be a ref stoppage, right? I think so. Like, I mean, because you started off in uh, oh wait, I've been doing these as ten nines. They're ten eight. <laughs> um, okay, I think I think we we might know who's going to win this. Yeah. But, so the next category is uh, good boss question mark which I've included because the whole point of creating Serpentor was to make the ultimate boss because Cobra Commander was shit yes yes. so I think you have to look at this um, I think for Hordak he held his team together without any major problems for the whole of the series as we've said he managed to stay in control and in charge he was never usurped or defeated or I don't think anyone even ever attempted to unthrone him apart from True. the Great Rebellion obviously the good guys but that was their job um, he was feared rather than loved, but you know that's that's if you're going to be an evil dictator, you you, you want to be rule feared. For, for, exactly. Rule for fear. I don't think the, he was aiming for love. He was very Machiavellian in that. You know, yeah, I if mean, you have to choose between fear and love. It's better to be feared. Yeah, I, I and I mean, I would probably agree with that. That yeah. general census, like you can accomplish a lot more in a shorter time frame with fear than you can with love. Yeah, definitely. The basis of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, which of us engenders the fear? But I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm joking. Of well, I'm glad you clarified that for me. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> yeah, as you can see, I'm very intimidated. Um, you will be. You will be. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, Moving on. Yes. Um, Quite. So, <laughs> so Pentor, I mean, like I say, he was literally built to be a better leader than Cobra Commander. And wasn't. That was the whole intention, but he was such a bad leader that eventually he made Cobra Commander look like a good option. Um, With- he was hot-tempered, he had a lack of self-control. Probably, this is all Sergeant Slaughter here. Well, and also Ivan the Terrible, who was very noted for, you know, <laughs> killing huge numbers of people because he, he didn't like their shoes and shit like that. I wonder if all the roid, because like the slaughter talk got into the DNA as well. Oh, as yeah, like, it could have been some roid rage in there. Yeah. Um, he shows no I mean, concern for his underlings. He views them as expendable. He's a bad boss. Them. Yes, I, I would definitely agree. He is a bad boss. Um, and I guess, um, the, the, although there has to be an element of bad boss to Hordak, because you've got to look at it one of two ways. Skeletor is definitely one of his most powerful underlings, mm-hmm. right? He's been able to... Okay, he's pretty shit at it, but he's been challenging He-Man for years and years and years. So there's one of two options for Hordak. Either he left one of his most powerful underlings behind, or they didn't want to go back with him, so he lost Skeletor. So that's a, that, that, but, yeah, it's that not, does indicate that there is some bad boss vibes there. It's not great, but I mean, Skeletor obviously had ambitions of his own, and a good Which, boss allows you room for your ambitions to grow. I mean, yeah, if you want to phase it that way, or either that or he was just like, I need to get rid of him before he try and challenges me. Yeah, I guess. exactly. Which again, is, I suppose, is a good boss, right? You know, you don't want to be in the quality of a, 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 you know, an evil boss. You don't want to be usurped. No, again, it's that Machiavell- Machiavellian thing of knowing how to hold on to power, um, which Hordak obviously does. Serpentor clearly does not. No. And it's actually, like, even with, like, the chaos that an 80s pro wrestler's DNA would cause to you, like with all the other DNA that he has, it's it's kind of ridiculous that he didn't do better. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, we can, if you we go can, by DNA being, like, <laughs> I was going to say we can bring that back to like, is this how DNA works? Like, oh, he's got Julius Caesar's DNA, therefore he's going to be a great tactical leader. It's nothing to do with Caesar's experiences and education. Yeah, <laughs> he's just born that way. It's the nature nurture thing, exactly. Yeah, um, and I think Sapentor, I'm guessing Cobra Command, not a lot Cobra, of nurturing. Cobra's just in general not a nurturing environment. I don't think it's one of their things, no. No, it's like, oh, yes, Cobra daycare. (laughs) Cobra crash. (laughs) That would be cute, though. I would go to that. Yeah. I would go to Cobra daycare. We would give the kids doom balloons. (laughs) They'd probably really like it. (laughs) Um, I mean, who's going to like a doom balloon? Evil kids. It's got a really nice mouthfeel to the words, though. That's kind of why I included it. Well, just because you can say Doom Balloon. Doom Balloon. Doom Balloon. balloon. It's good. It it made me smile. (laughs) Ironically. Um, So I think, (laughs) again, Hordag walks away with this. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get... I mean, like, Serpentor shit is what I'm basically getting. That's kind of the irony of Serpentor. Yeah. (laughs) Like, all that... he was given everything. He had. And he ev- gave him Rasputin's DNA for God's sake, and he didn't even ever grow a beard. Ridiculous. Um, Quality of henchmen. Hmm. Okay, so it's an interesting one because yeah. obviously Hordak had Adora. He did. He had a yeah from birth. He managed to keep Adora under control using some magical spells and some. I guess just she was raised to be bad. <laughs> Although this now this does come back to the good boss bad boss thing. Adora left. She did. So she is that, does that mean bad boss? Does well, that mean bad boss? Is, bad, that, is that a bad boss point? Bad parenting, maybe. That, uh, even, well, the same thing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so your parents are your bosses. Don't ever forget that. <clears throat> um, I actually, that 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 one, I'm going to go back and I'm actually going to make that a 10-9 <clears throat> round for okay. the last round because losing Adora, like he still wins out, but losing, losing Adora is a, is big, a pretty big, a big fucking yeah. dumb thing to happen, um, right? But even if you take away Adora... If he hadn't lost Adora, he would have had no challenges. Yeah, basically. He yeah. fucked up yeah. big time. The Rebellion needed Adora. They needed Shira to yeah. to really have any chance. Um, but even if you take Adora away, you have henchmen like Shadow Weaver, the sorceress. Yes. Um, you have Catra. Now, does Shadow Weaver follow mm. a similar story arc in the original? Does she doesn't? Not really. No. So are they just good all the time. Right? You occasionally see a little bit of that, like Starscream. Yeah, yeah, but no, nobody ever really opposes Hordak in any okay, series. Okay, so because right? Shadow Weaver is fucking OP. Yeah, she's right? great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Catra, the shapeshifting force captain. Yep. Um, I guess obviously doesn't turn good like in no yeah no she, I mean she's she's a little slightly more minor character yeah in in the eighties version but she was still very cool and she could turn into a giant cat which yeah. for me that's points 
Um, you've got Scorpia and Traptor. I like. He has a lot of women on his team, and they're all yeah, pretty so powerful. In the original, and Traptor was just an out and out bad guy. She was guy. just a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. Like, because I obviously not being that familiar when we watched the remake, I mm. wasn't expecting that turn. Whereas you probably were. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. They've made Entraptor a good. Oh. <laughs> oh. But the way the way they turned Entraptor to Hordak's side in Princesses of Power was really cool. She has such yeah. a great story arc because it's all very believable, you yeah, know. And completely. you do you retain your sympathy for that character. Um, but I, I anyway, I like that Hordak has a lot of powerful women on his side. Yeah, the, I, he's he's quality yeah feminist like, boss <laughs> yeah okay so that's, that's definitely a plus then as we've discussed a lot about Cobra in general and there are some good people in um, in Cobra there are yeah and definitely. you know like you've got to you've got to say that you know Destro Baroness and uh, the guys that were instrumental in creating mm-hmm. um, Serpentor obviously probably the most loyal one so that, that's a pl- big plus because Destro is definitely Probably the most co- should have been the leader of Cobra. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's just generally a, a, a unanimous. I think it decision. would have had a very different success rate if Destro and Baroness had been in charge. Yeah, Destro was banging Baroness, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big metal dick. No, it's just his face. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is normal. <laughs> I bet she would like get down by that. <laughs> like, oh, it's just, oh, it's just a normal. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not unhappy. <laughs> Oh, God, yes. Join Protein Ramblings, where we discuss Destro's dick. As Mark said, love dick as a kid. That can be our tagline for this episode, discussing Destro's dick. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I mean, other than, like, obviously, sh- Shadow Fax, no. Storm Shad- Shadow. Storm Shadow. Shadow Fax is... Um, the horse from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Very different characters. Yeah. We can do a face-off of them if you want. No, if you want to do a face-off of horses, Shadowfax versus uh, the horse from NeverEnding Story. I haven't watched NeverEnding Story. You've never seen... Oh. No. Well, that's that's something we need to watch because you need to be scarred by that <laughs> oh, as well. Oh, good. I think I'm already scarred enough from childhood TV shows and films, to be honest. Future episode, by the <laughs> like way. I'm, I'm carrying a lot of angst about The Last Unicorn still. <laughs> Um, um, so, I, I mean, generally speaking, as we've discussed, though, Cobra in of itself is a shit show. It is. So even though you have got those standout henchmen in there, the overall organization is complete fucking And blank. you have to consider that Cobra Commander is technically an underling to Serpentor. Uh, you know, uh, so if Cobra Commander is one of your henchmen, then you're onto a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I think this is a, this is a distinct, like, because Hordak has capable, really good villains working mm-hmm. for him. Um, you know, Scorpia and um, Shadow Weaver are mm-hmm. heads and tails better than most, if not all, of Cobra just in and of themselves. Yeah, definitely. So I think this is a, a clear uh, 10-9, 10-8 uh, round for mm-hmm. Hordak again. Hordak was actually a really good villain. There's, there's a lot to admire. <laughs> there really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think it like, you know, there is the element that Serpentor was doomed from the start because he was leading Cobra and Cobra was a fucking shit show. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if, if elsewhere he would have been better. Maybe. But he would still would have had the same DNA. May, may, maybe he should have been a stockbroker. Yeah, possibly. Like worth Goldman and Sachs. Goldman Sachs. What? Nothing. I did not go Scouse. You did. Did I? There no. was a distinct Scouse trying on Sachs. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 the general... The general's just on the henchmen. Like, Hordak got powerful people who were good at what they did and stayed loyal to them. Uh, you know, Adora kind of was never probably going to stay loyal because he did kidnap her, and when she found out the truth, maybe, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's a fair reaction, I think. Um, and then we come on to the final category, which is the one you kind of shoehorned in at the yeah, end. Yeah, I, I mean, there's probably not a lot to discuss here, really, but like I say, there's a lot of, of animal symbolism with both these characters, and just... To make it a little bit topical, both snakes and bats were considered as sources of COVID nineteen in research last year. Um, that's okay. quite villainous. Well, I mean, I'm all, so his. I'm actually going to be coming down on the side of Serpentor yeah. here because snakes, 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 snakes are great. So, for those that don't know, we used to keep we used to have two pet snakes, mm-hmm. um, and we did, we love snakes. So, uh, snakes are awesome. Yeah, like misunderstood, fantastic creatures. This is why Serpentor is such a personal disappointment to me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and bats are I, great too. But bats are awesome as well. Um, but bats are cute. Bats are cute. I don't know yeah. if I can consider bat. Like I would never consider a bat an evil animal. No, I just feel like, I mean, Batman's pretty evil. 
Well, like he, yeah, like Batman is <laughs> Batman is a rich white man that goes around beating up impro- impoverished minorities. Can you imagine if Batman, if Bruce Wayne was like, I'm going to use my money in the community. I'm going to build homeless shelters. Okay, and invest I'll in just mental look at it this way. Like, imagine if Elon Musk started putting on a suit out of the day and going out and beating up. I don't people. think we're far off from it, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, it's, the Elon Batman's Musk a bad is, guy. Is a, is a super villain in training. Yeah, Batman, not not a great person. No. So, um, but yeah, in terms of the, the, the motifs, like I do quite like the, like Hordak's whole aesthetic. Like I say, mm. it reminds me very much of Morbius from Spider-Man. Um, and Serpento reminds me of Rathamon from Conan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will always, I will always come down on We're snakes. We're going to come down with snakes. Yeah. Like, and pretty, pretty, cause you know. I love snakes and I think snakes are cute, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, the wider world will not see snakes as cute. No, that's true. Whereas bats are objectively cute. Even the ugly ones are ugly cute. Yeah, and their little pug faces. Yeah, yeah. so I, I just don't think you can ever see a bat as a, 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 no. a scary if, if, symbol. If you do, please just Google bat eating watermelon or bat eating fruit and or see just them baby just having bats. a really good time eating fruit and it all, it's good for you. Yeah, bats are, bats are such like misunderstood creatures. They, mm. They're so... And they never fly, like that whole thing about them flying into your hair. No, because they have echolocation. Yeah, they ne- like, They avoid things. That's yeah. the whole point. <laughs> I, was, I used to love going to the bat house at Shepherd. Mm. Um, Remember we saw that kid fall over in the bat house? That was the best. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> <laughs> just like, there's nothing better than being surrounded by shrieking kids that are running around and then one of them just runs and face plants so well, it was, hard. It, it was kind of... It was, had that schadenfreude satisfaction because he was trying to catch bats that were flying around and his mum wasn't stopping him so when he fell over we were like that's karma baby yeah like um, my favourite my favourite kid hurting themselves <laughs> the podcast has taken a turn <laughs> just to wrap up the show um, well just before I do I, I, I treat you to this this anecdote um, I think it's a strong 10 10 uh, 8 for Serpentor yeah, his I first agree. his first one actually his mm-hmm. only one I think that's maybe why he put it in there. Just give him a sh- chance. Give him something. Throw him um, a bone. Throw him a bone. But yeah, so the, as we, before we come to the end of the show. Uh, before you tell the story, is yeah. the story okay to tell? Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. So um, it was coming back from a rave. Me and Marissa were at London Bridge Station. And uh, we were like, you know, after a rave, as you are. Um, we're in the wait, wait, a waiting area and there's a kid like on... So near the doors that open up, you've got the, these metal poles, like the uh, like an arch that the kid was swinging on. It's to stop the door opening too far. And the kid was just swinging on it and making loads of noise. And someone came out of the thing and didn't realize the kid was stood in between the metal part and the, uh, like was swinging on it and was between the metal bar and the door. And the door opened and crunched his head between oh, the metal no. bar and the door. The Everybody on the train station platform collectively went, Oh, yeah, that's nasty. <laughs> and me and Ruth just died laughing. We were just, I was on the floor. Like, I couldn't. We had to walk down to the other end of the platform because everyone was just staring at us. We were just dying with laughter. Well, like, it was, like, he was annoying the piss out of us. And we were just like, <laughs> we've been at a rave all night. We'll come down and just like, oh, no, I want to die, I want to die. Shut up, shut up, shut up. And then we just like, yes. <laughs> so that's that's our stories about kids hurting themselves. Yeah, I mean, I've got all those. <laughs> I don't think we should tell them. But that was just—it was—it was the reaction of the entire like platform of the station, just collectively going, like this unanimous, like un, um, unanimous, not unanimous, like um, ubiquitous sound of just. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's was, let's um let's check the scores. Yeah. So uh, let me do the um, fucking thing where you do uh, some on the. Uh, on the spreadsheet. On the spreadsheet, which I'm doing now, mm-hmm. is um, uh, so. Hordak has a grand total of sixty-eight, and as probably unsurprisingly, uh, I'm just doing the maths now for for um, Serpentor. That's his name. Sixty-one. Mm, uh, this is why I like the UFC scoring yeah, system. Yeah. Closer 10. than 11. you would expect. It's closer than you would expect, but like in actuality terms, Hordak would kick Serpentor's ass with his tank arms. Yeah, there is no surprise to me in the outcome here. No, no. Mm-hmm. But it had to be done because we needed to complete the circle of life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so I hope you guys have enjoyed this face-off episode. If you have any ideas for us to do other face-offs in the future, please do let us know. Chuck us, uh, t- tweet us at Protein Ramblings or check us on Facebook at Protein Ramblings or drop us an email at uh, the show at proteinramblings.com. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, we've got some other ideas for uh, upcoming face-offs. Like we mentioned, some Megatron-related things. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got an idea for Inspector Gadget. And, Inspector Gadget. 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 Gadget and James Bond. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be doing um, a ongoing series of shows where Mark, who was on last time helping us talk about Ulysses 31, he's going to be joining us regularly to review all of Jason the Wheel Warriors. So we're going to go back and watch five episodes at a time, do an episode on those five episodes and so on and so forth until we go through the entire series because uh, it's a personal favorite of mine as mm-hmm. a kid and uh, I absolutely adore it. So it's going to be really fun to revisit and rewatch that. We've got interviews coming up and we also have some mental health stuff coming up as well. So uh, you can look forward to that in the pipeline. Um, we are now available pro- pretty much across all social media platforms if you want to find us. Protein Ramblings on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Tumblr. Uh, Tumblr. We're, we're there. So uh, please feel free to get in touch. Let us know your thoughts and uh, if you think Serpentor was a better villain than Hordak because you're, you're wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll publish the um, the notes for this on the website uh, under the face-off section where you can also find the notes from our previous face-offs of Wayland yutani and uh, Cobra Commander and Skeletor. So uh, hope you've enjoyed the show and until next time, everybody, please stay safe out there and uh, bye. Bye. Bye, bye. Bye-bye. Can't find the end one. <laughs> it's Shit. never ends. Uh, bye.